Hey guys, welcome back to the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy. Miggy G, what's happening, my man? Not much, mate. Just uh, just living the life down here in Radelaide. Radelaide. There you go, that a boy. Hey, mm. dude, the season's over. It's done. Correct. Season, true, season is over. True 2020-2021 fashion. It ended. And we're going to talk about all of that in our Around the Horn segment coming up, as well as we have a chat with Shay Lillywhite, who was obviously planning on playing in the ABL Women's Showcase. Uh, and full disclosure to our listeners, we actually had this uh, episode ready to drop uh, before the weekend. Uh, but in the end, with everything that happened, uh, we just saw man there's so much going on with all the baseball and we were trying to keep up with it all ourselves and everything's going on we just saw let's uh let's hold on to it. it's a really good chat so that's why obviously uh we talked to her uh, a bit before the weekend uh but we thought you know what let's let's leave it for this week and um yeah it's still a great chat with shay we talk about her career oh like she has done a lot in baseball and uh and it's it's really exciting i think you guys are really going to enjoy it uh we really appreciate her jumping on the pot so uh what's been going on man have you been you haven't been doing any golf no golf chat hashtag golf oh chat. man i'm probably like two months without golf and it's just getting more and more depressing as the days goes on are you days okay going. yeah i'm all right yeah cool I'll get through it yeah. do you ever just walk past your golf clubs and just like whimper um actually so this is kind of funny actually just moved into a new place and we've got a um garage out the back and yeah. i'm think i'm thinking about um yeah, putting one a, of the nets put, yeah <laughs> i'm thinking about getting a net um and the astro turf down on the ground so obviously i'm not hitting my golf clubs off of straight concrete but um yeah i actually took two clubs out the other day to see um if the roof's high enough um, it's it's high enough for the four iron, but not high enough for the driver. So I might have to tee off from the backyard and hit into the garage. So wow, yeah. <laughs> only not bad sure. only bad things are in your future. Is all. Yes, yeah, I know. This, this could only go horribly wrong. I'm gonna have to put up mattresses around pillows. One of my favorite podcasts, hey, the Hamish Nandy podcast. Um, yeah. Shout out to them. Like they need it. Uh, yeah. uh, is, is they always talk about how Andy's lost touch with the common man, and he's got this like lair where he just has his own golf simulator. And Hamish yeah. is always you need to listen to it. And when you were saying that, I could only think of like, ah, oh, Mick, he's lost touch with the common man. He's just uh, he's he's out. He's 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 in his lair with his golf simulator. He's just living the dream. So good on you, mate. Good good to see this podcast things go well yeah. for you. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> the golf simulator. Yeah, it's. Look, it's it's uh, it's definitely a vision, um, but yeah, not quite there yet. Not quite. Oh, well, not quite. that's okay. That's all right. It's all good. It's a work in progress. That's it. That's it. And uh, well, look, just like everything, I mean, we're going to talk about this whole crazy end of this season in a couple of minutes. Uh, but if you haven't already, make sure you hit us up on the gram at Players Podcast Australia. Uh, hit us up on the Facebook search Players Podcast Australia. Oh, Miggy, dude, dude, I did, I did some podcasts. I think I did one or two without you in the last couple of weeks. Hmm. And, uh, I didn't have anyone to throw it to. So uh, you guys need to hit us up on the Twitter. Miggy G, what is it? Players pod at you, Jeremy. Yeah, there it is. That a boy. Hadn't missed a beat. It was a bit boring just with me, but it's good to have you back, man. It's really, really good. Time yeah. apart, you know, it did us good. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not, I'm not calling you a handbrake. I'm not being mean, you know, like yeah heck 
Yeah, I'm not sure. It's a bit, bit awkward now. Is it? Is it a bit weird for you? Nah, it's alright. Nah, that's I actually kind of like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, just just calm down, mate. You are a handbreaker, right? You're, yeah. You're monotonal and all that stuff, all right? That so is just, very just true. relax. Yeah. Um, we should we should probably just just give the listeners just a little bit of a nod. I reckon. Just say, hey, um, we got gotcha. you. Let's just say that much. Yeah. There. Obviously, the season's over, but we're still here. Uh, I think uh, I want to do a meme about, about us. You know that bit in Lion King where they're standing up on the hill? I think it's Lion King and and, he, and Simba says to his dad, he's like, what's that down there the, in the darkness? And that's us, but it's it's in the darkness says like the off season and we're, and we're just standing up here going, oh shit, what's happening? Full, <laughs> but, full, di- full disclosure, I've never actually seen Lion King. Really? Mickey never. G? Never, never seen never. Lion King? No, nah, never. What? Full disclosure. Never seen what? It. I'm going to have I, a chat. I've, I've obviously seen like the part where he's like... Yeah. yeah, but like, <laughs> nah, I haven't seen the full movie. Dude, um, here you go. Here, fuck, full disclosure. I was... I've, I've got a new girlfriend. Whoa, look out. Um, there you go. Podworthy. She doesn't listen to this. She doesn't. She won't know. She'd be like, whatever. Um, and I... Uh, <laughs> I was like... I... I'm a bit fucking loose, a bit crazy. Let's just say that much. And they've got a bunch of puppies. And I like picked one up the other day. And I was like, oh, it's like that's seen out of Lion King. Again, I'm quoting Lion King a lot. I don't think I've seen it in like a hundred years. I, and I think I've only seen it like a couple of times. Anyways, I hold it up. And she just grabbed this puppy out of nowhere. And was like, whatever the freaking words are. I don't know. But anyways, there you go. It was really funny. Yeah, nice. You didn't like that? What is that? That's not funny. That's good pod um, chat. No, I'm I'm laughing on the inside. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. You're a real handbrake, man. Go back to putting the Thug Life uh, filters on shit. Remember when you were doing that? That was yeah, when your comedy pretty, was at the that best. Was pretty, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. That was really <laughs> yeah. good. Hey, yeah. um, I reckon I reckon we're done with this intro. Yeah, I think the people have heard enough. The people have heard enough. We've had a yeah. bit of golf chat. We've had full disclosure. We're telling them we got them for the off season. We've got some really exciting plans coming up. Oh, yeah. That's all we're going to say. And you need to keep your eyes on our socials. You need to tell all your friends because your boys here, we're only just beginning. Yeah, take that in the face. There you go. But before we go anywhere, before we go anywhere, we've got to shout it out to our mates at On Deck, don't we? We do. We really do. Check them out. On Deck Baseball. Hit them up on the gram at On Deck Baseball. They're the guys that you see with all the custom gloves. They've got custom batting gloves. They've got actual ball gloves. They're doing uniforms. Also, Mick, hey, surprise. I don't even think you know this, but there's a little surprise in the mail coming for you real soon. Ah. Yeah. So they, the guys from On Deck Baseball had a family effect we talked about this earlier there's a family on the north coast on the north mid north coast that have been oh, yeah. affected by uh from cancer i and, do remember yeah yes. and they're and they're doing a for jess round and we got on the train early uh obviously mitch from on deck shout out to him huge legend honestly couldn't couldn't put more praise on a dude he is is super supportive if you've seen our our socials you've probably seen the uh, little cartoon heads and stuff like that those guys have done so much for us and we're so so appreciative of them uh for everything they've done and it just seems like they're just doing this for you know for everyone man they just so love their baseball and you can tell because they've been supporting this for jess round uh and they went and got a bunch of custom jerseys made uh and we've actually purchased a couple uh there well three there's three there's one for you there's one for me, 
and then there's one for the silent third party hashtag the stp the man who not shall not be named the mystery pod partner of the players podcast who knows maybe in by the time next season comes around he might be revealed there you go juicy juicy pod drop is it one of those things though where we we bring the silent third party on but we don't say that he's the silent third party and then so then people so then then the listeners are kind of like oh is he or is he not the? has he already been on the pod jeez no he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't he has not stp has not been on the pod that's that's correct but he you still know, has Spen- huge input. Spanner in the works. Who knows? Ooh, well, we're gonna. I I want to have like a, I I like the slow burn to this, and I want everyone to know that the STP is coming. He's coming. Don't know when it's gonna be, but he's coming. So prepare yourselves. STP is coming. Anyways, we got off track. We've been talking for hours now, actually. But again, on deck baseball, man. You're gonna have a nice little uh, nice little jersey coming in the mail, and it's for a good cause, you know. And I and Love can't it. can't appreciate those guys enough. And when we get them, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna post a little a picture on the gram. Uh, you might actually have to post something on Instagram, which would be cool. Uh, other than yeah. you just drinking it at distilleries and stuff, you know. I think I that'd be good. No, no, you must be following the wrong person. I don't drink. Oh, I'm following at Michael Gain. It's in the name. Is that not you? Yeah, that's the parody account. Oh, okay. Jeez, what a shame. Yeah, right. Okay, there you go. Well, anyways, we really, really appreciate guys from On Deck for all their support. And uh, if you guys haven't, make sure you give them a follow. Check out the website, www.ondeckbaseball.com.au. Check it out, man. They've got a bunch of good stuff. and They're a bunch of good dudes. We really appreciate them for their support. And hey, that's that. Let's go to the round the horn. You want to do it? Third. Let's do it. Whoa, it's around the horn, around the horn. Yes, I got him. I got him. Yes. That is so bad, guys. Yes. That's yes. really that's I knew really, I would get you. That's really yeah. bad. My yeah, apologies it is. to it's, the listeners. That's it's terrible. Our around the horn segment brought to you by the baseball experts fielders choice go and check out the website www.fielders.net they have everything they are like the name they've got everything from bats to gloves they've got spikes i mean hey they're all soon they're going to be taking uh, on deck batting gloves there you go huge big deal they've got there your hookup they've got every single thing you need helmets they've probably got a, a, a cup like a little jock strap there Maybe you could get the the Miggy G series. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know if he doesn't have a custom jock strap yet. Maybe he needs one. I'm just telling you that Fielder's Choice are your hookup. They are the baseball experts. It's pretty much the only name for your one-stop shop for baseball stuff in Australia. The baseball experts, Fielder's Choice. Go and check out the website, www.fielders.net or hit them up on the gram at Fielder's Choice Oz. Go and check them out. Search them on Facebook. Do all the things. They're bringing you this segment. They're supporting the pod. The least you could do is go and support them. Just have a look on the website. I bet you'll be amazed at all of the stuff that they've got. And we appreciate them for bringing you this Around the Horn segment. There you go. How was the intro, though? It was good, huh? Intro game strong, man. Yeah, look, it was definitely interesting. I'm really feeling for the listeners right now. So, What the listeners don't know is I actually did another intro before that and i also got you as well 
Yeah. That's so correct. I got you twice. I cracked you up twice and I knew you I was did. Get you, but you you've knew... also just told everyone that you've absolutely butchered the first one. So, yeah. I don't care. I'll ride with it. I don't care. I think the listeners know. We're just, we're just a couple of guys. But anyways, there is so... there. Well, hey, the season's over. We said that we were going to talk about this, and now we are. The season's over, man. What a crazy end to the 2020-2021 season. Like, it was, it was all looking so good. Hey, like everything mm. was just... And look, not saying it, you know, wasn't, but it was just the way and didn't end horribly. We'll get to how it ended, but it was just like, oh man, we're gonna finally get this mad uh, end to the year. Uh, I'm I'm obviously pretty bummed about the women's showcase, which I'm sure all the women are uh, as well. But uh, hey, it, it just things just got crazy in in a matter of no time, and uh, look at what happened, you know. But anyways, let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Obviously, uh, again, like that's another thing, man. The, the actual these two games back going back to Thursday the 11th. Uh, Perth Heat, 26 to 6 over the Adelaide Giants. Like, wowzers. That's that's crazy. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, that game is just like the top 100 hits. <laughs> just like the hits just keep on coming all day. It's like top 100 countdown. Look at you go. That's funny, man. That's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Well, let's just go through it because it, you know, it was Perth at the Giants six runs, you know, which normally is is and looking at the rest of the sort of the weekend or guess midweek, six runs pretty good, you know what I mean? But uh, six runs, eleven hits for the Giants, but man, the Perth Heat just came out in the fourth, piled on eleven runs in the fifth, another five, another five in the sixth. Uh, I mean, and by then they'd already had five-run lead but just mm. a massive fourth inning a bunch of home runs to it feels like everyone but you know Ramirez with a home run Witherspoon uh Alex Was Hall it- two home runs five RBIs like come on uh another home run for Boyarski Boyarski our boy our boy Yarski just like his was style points for him. I'm just throwing that out there. Just yeah. You know, just because and a casual a casual four for four too. So yeah, I mean yeah. Hey, what a guy. And he did say he warned us. He said us on the pod. If you haven't listened to it, go back check out the uh, Ulrich Boyarski episode. He said I just got to get to the point where I can't do his accent. I'm sorry. I just got to get to the point where I get my hands in and just uh, let it travel. And boy, he was looking good too. Shane Sasaki, man. Eight RBIs, two home runs. Yeah. That would yep. have been tied for a league record if our boy Daryl George, DG, didn't go and, uh, you know, get 10 RBIs in a game a little bit earlier in the season. But there you go. 26 to 6 for the Perth Heat. The win for Cameron Lamb. Uh, and that is that with that. And then the same day, man, what was going on? Like the wind blowing out or something? Like it was surely. 19 to four in the next game, the aces got over the cavalry. Uh, again, just what do you say? Like just a bunch of hitting, you know, we go down the, you go down the box score here for Melbourne. Okay. Here's a fun stat. Three guys didn't hit a home run for Melbourne in that game. Yeah. Colin Willis, one home run, Daryl George, one home run. Also, sorry, to do him justice, Colin Willis, one home run, three RBIs. 
Daryl George, one home run, two RBIs. Blake Galen, one home run, three RBIs. Same for Delman Young. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, we're not going to talk about the guys that didn't get a hit, uh, didn't get a home run, but Tom Shea, two home runs, three RBIs. And Yolpe, one home run, uh, an RBI. Romanski, a home run, two RBIs. Like, come on, just wowzers. So something in the water that day, man. I guess. I mean, I have a pretty good feeling that I would say, you know, don't want to spoil everyone, but I mean, the conditions were obviously playing a certain way. So, um, you know, hit the ball in the air, I guess. It's funny. Like if that was in Brisbane, everyone would have been like, oh, you know, the field's so small there. Like, bah, 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 bah. but I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's not, uh, it's, it's short to the corners in Melbourne, but yeah anyways that's just my two cents so you know roast me on twitter if you want i really don't care but 19 to 4 to the aces like wow what a day so there you go the win there for brian flynn uh and a save for jeremy young there you go that's it that was going to take us through and then of course how things uh happen there cavalry playing the giants i think it was even like throughout that game that obviously things got crazy uh word broke that victoria was going to go into a five-day lockdown starting from midday uh friday night uh and then obviously uh ba and the abl and everyone just uh pivoted and said look we've we've got to basically play this today uh now uh and so the canberra cavalry uh and the adelaide giants played a game uh i'm i'm guessing for third and fourth uh, in the end, uh, because the Perth Heat and the Melbourne Aces went on to play in the championship game, uh, which confusion. I haven't really heard exactly why. I've seen some stuff around as to what happened in regards to that, if that makes sense. Like it was to do with obviously people getting home and all of that. And look, I'm not criticizing anyone, man, because. It is what it is, but just looking at it, it's kind of like, oh, how did that come to? So if you know, send us a message. Cool. Appreciate it. Um, but what were you going to say, Mick? You have a uh, feeling? I've, I have a feeling that the decision for that to be made, the championship game, the Melbourne and Perth was being decided during the Cavs-Giants game. I have a feeling. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And look, hey, again... It's so easy to sit and criticize and all of that kind of stuff. Oh no, it's um, no criticism. But yeah. they had to make they had to make a decision. And, had to make I a mean, decision and no and, and a final or whatever. And look, let's face it, I I was rooting for the Cavs to be honest. Um, I think the Cavs would have been cool to see them go through and and play Perth and whatever. But we didn't get a chance for that, uh, and that's that's unlucky. Um, but at the end of the day, I think I don't think a lot of people are going to argue that the two best teams, you know, like I think the two best teams are playing in the championship game. Let's just put it out there. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but hey, and that's what we got. So uh, also huge shout out to Steve Kent, you know, gets the win 3-2 uh, against over the Giants. Uh, recent it with the save there for Canberra Cavalry. Uh, good little game there, man. And that was an, amidst all the madness, you know, and then they come off and they're probably like, Hey, what's going on? we got to, I think the, the guys ended up uh, bussing it back to Canberra or something like that. I think I saw on socials. Uh, so, you know, 
But wow, crazy times. And then, of course, we did it. We got to the ABL final game, the championship game. We that did. was it. There you go. Um, spoiler, Melbourne Aces win. They're your champs. Huge, huge. I, I watched uh, I watched a fair bit of this game sort of on and off. I had a few things going on, uh, but I, I definitely saw the end. And, man, it was sick to see the guys just uh, getting in there and, and just excited, you know. I mean, what a crazy time to to be there playing baseball and winning the uh, the Claxton Shield. They held it up at the end. It was uh, it was a good game. And um, yeah, hey, that's the twenty twenty one season done. There you go. There it big, is. Uh, big. Uh, let's just go through the box scores here. Uh, it's pretty interesting. N- not a lot of home runs in that game. Uh, Colin Willis was uh, the only person to uh, to put one out, uh, but just a lot of good hitting there for for the Aces. Um, bunch of guys. Colin Willis, three hits and a home run, couple RBIs. Good day for him. A uh, couple of guys just coming up, getting some hits. Delman Young, obviously. Don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, Tom Shea, two two hits uh, and an RBI there for him. And uh, Romanski and Jared Dale, bunch of hits there for those guys. So, mate, like it's uh, that's it. Melbourne Aces are your Claxton Shield ABL champions. What do you think of that, Mick? Yeah, congrats to them. I actually, I'm just looking through the box score here still. And um, just while I'm thinking of it, Tyler Beardsley, MVP. Yeah. Just, th- just throw that out there. Huge. Um, but your mate um, actually was the home play umpire for the game, too. Yeah, I saw that, man. I saw that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Our mate. Paul Latar, is that how you yeah. say his last name? Yeah, I'm just I can't believe he made it to the game on time because I thought he had a um a time booked at the tanning salon. So that's yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, so props to him for making it on time. Uh, full disclosure, look at us go. Uh, uh, Tom West put a thing on his story uh, was a photo of Paul Latter. Mm. Um, doing something about like in the game. I think he had a photo of him on the screen or something. And I was like, you know what he's thinking right now. And Tom, Tom wrote back and he's like, how he's going to spend the next five days in his tanning bed. I was like, yes. <laughs> Paul Ladder in a tanning bed is a thing. Yes. It's just like how to pets pants. We're fucking nice. killing this. So there you go. Uh, congratulations to the Melbourne Aces. Uh, awesome to see those guys come through. And man, from what I saw, our boy DG uh, was just living it up. So cool for him to, uh, to see him sort of lifting the lifting the shield and and getting around it with the boys after the year he's had uh so much on the field and of course all the stuff he did off the field and then obviously missing last season with the uh with you know out being out for injury and stuff anyways look he's our mate he's been on the pod ski good on it you know good on it go. so good to see the aces getting up and congratulations there you go that's it that's it for around the horn and uh there you go how exciting. Is there anything else you want to say? No. No, no there's not. No. no. Okay. Well, like I said earlier, if you haven't already, make sure you check out our sponsors. The sponsor for the Around the Horn is the Baseball Experts. Yeah. Fielder's Choice. Go and check out their website, www.fielders.net. They've got it all. And there's no, they're not just like, it's not just some tagline, man. They are the Baseball Experts. They've got everything. So go and check them out. That website again, www.fielders.net. .net. Fielders Choice Australia. Huge shout out to them. We appreciate them for supporting the pod and maybe you could go and support them. Hey, big ecosystem. 
let's throw it to our uh what are you doing man we're having a zoom right now and you're all i can see is you just like rolling your sleeves up like are you yeah it's hot like, man no it's just hot have you been are you been working out you're just trying to get the guns um you haven't been tanning that's for sure you definitely yeah, no, poor, no poor ladder in the arms i no i definitely <laughs> stayed out of the tanning salon is that like a thing of like can we get someone to if you're listening to this now and you're and you're hopefully the abl memes guy can you just jump on that please and make like a like a a a, a, a meter of like miggy g's arms not tanned someone in the middle that's kind of tanned and then like poor ladder tanned is the top part i feel like that's hilarious you're you're kind of not really doing it i don't know anyways just throwing it out there hey send us your funny memes send us any meme that's funny as hell let's throw it to our chat with shay lily white right now uh again full disclosure to you the listener uh we obviously had this set up uh to drop prior to the women's showcase and then when everything happened we sort of thought you know what great episode on its own as it is obviously there's a lot of chat about pumping it up and we we're getting really i was really excited and shay was really excited as well but she's had a tremendous career and she's and she's not had she's having a tremendous career uh she's probably i'm gonna say probably one of the most capped players in in australian baseball yeah take that i mean someone hit me up in the on the socials if i'm wrong but hey check it out it's our sh- our chat with shay lillywhite on the Players Podcast Australia. The red light is on and we are recording. We are back with another episode of the Players Podcast Australia. My name is Jeremy. Miggy G is here. Hey, Mick. Hey, how are you, mate? Good. So no time for chat. No time for chat. We've got a super special guest here. We can't be rude. Hey, who's on deck? I'm Shay Lillywhite and I play second base for the Emeralds. Hey, Shay Lillywhite. And second base woman for the Emeralds. How are you going? I'm very well. Very happy to be here. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate having you on. This is uh, this is huge for us. Um, I I I got to get it out straight off the bat. Probably, would you say now? You're probably not going to say this because I reckon that you're <laughs> uh, like everyone else in this baseball thing, a little little humble. But I heard that you would probably be the most capped women's player in both both nationally and probably victoria and state-wise is would that be correct well that's kind of a fact so that's, that's a good 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 <laughs> i like it yeah good you know put any spin on that that's probably just yeah a fact i like know? that tout that man that's unreal so how many so what how many caps is that oh eight world cups and then we had prior to the world cup starting in 2004 we had um a world series from 2001 to 2004 so i played in all of those as well so i haven't missed a year even the squads in the off year very dedicated love the game so would that be 2001 till now yes you've been involved in the women's program i was a little 16 year old in the first world series in 2001 when we went to canada and won a bronze medal wow uh, yeah so now being 36, still having a go at it. So I've uh, had a fantastic time over my uh, career. So, Oh, my goodness. So there's just so much, so much to dive into just, just <laughs> without getting to all of the other stuff. But 16 years, like, well, it's longer than that. But being 16, going to your first your first world series in Canada. Let's talk, let's talk about that. Like, what was that like? Yeah, if we go back to that time, um, we had 17 of the 18 members being Victorian. 
Um, so we had, sorry, 16 of the 18. We had uh, Renee Stromitis from New South and Christina Crippold from WA, um, part of that squad as well. So yeah, we went over to Canada and, and went to Toronto and played in the first World Series there was, and it was uh, an amazing trip. Um, through some heat wave they had over there and remember it very well. So I was definitely on that um, baby side of it all, um, but was the first one as well. So everyone was just really excited at that point. I was talking to Maddie Tabret and she was saying that uh, on her first trip, she was like 14 or 15. Mm -hmm. And she said that a lot of the older players really took her in and, and took her under their wing. Um, would that have been a similar experience for you? Or... Oh, definitely. I had um, really wonderful mentors who, to this day, I remember them saying a lot of things to me that at the time I thought, mm, I don't know. But then, you know, throughout my life, I've actually remembered things they've told me and, and have been a big part of my life and my, I don't know, big part of who I am. So that trip was a big, big one for me, for sure. What can I just uh, selfishly ask a, a random question here? And I think you're going to love this, Mick, because I don't know if you know this. But what year then did you go to, did you play at Tropicana? 2002. 2000. So that was the next year. Yeah. So my, I, my sister was involved in that trip as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Karina, Karina Sexton or now Karina Connors. Um, so, yeah, so you got, you got to play on Tropicana Field. Yeah, Sexton and I got on very well. And um, it was so good to see her come back and, and have another crack at the the World Cup um, later in her career. And yeah, we had a wonderful time. That was, uh, yeah, definitely one of my, my biggest um, and best moments in baseball was beating Japan in, in Tropicana Field. And um, we had like a tropical storm the day before and Simone Wern pitched to semifinals against America to get us through. And we had like a three hour delay and yeah. And then we played off the next day and we went and watched a major league game and then got to play. And it was just an amazing game um, to be involved in. I got to play shortstop, you know, for the Australian team and win a gold medal at that point. So, yeah, very cool. How cool is that? Are you jealous, yeah. Mick? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Tropicana Field. When um, A-Rod played for um, Texas, so we went to watch, you know, that's when he first started playing for them. Oh. And we got to watch the, one of the Major League games prior and then go to the lockers. And, yeah, it was just a great trip. I always remember Karina telling me that she got to meet Jared Washburn that uh, just he was a big league starter for the angels uh and she was obviously then just an angels fan from then on and i was just yeah. like oh whatever like just stop like you yeah. know stop rubbing it in but that's so cool i think that's unreal yeah. and i mean that's back in the days that like that was early in this whole women's thing especially yeah. in australia like you said there wasn't the world cups it was a world series and it was you know, so, 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 so different. I mean, looking at it now, it's almost a completely different program itself. It's very different. Um, yeah, I don't know. We had a very solid group for about four years. Um, and then 2004, um, it kind of split a little bit. Um, and then we got this big influx of New South Wales players. And then the old Victorians started to drop off. And then I kept sort of chipping away. And then a few other Victorians jumped in and started to become the program but it majority back then was victorians and then it's sort of taken over into more of a new south wales group but we're, we're making our way back into the to the to the group as well but um yeah it's different because we have a very different culture so of how we play so it's sort of always been um you know evolving over the years so well talk us through that culture let's talk about that so 
Are you are you saying that as far as between the the New South Welsh women and the and the Victorians, or are you saying that as far as the men's game and the women's game? More so Victoria versus yeah, yeah. We've got a great rivalry um, for many years in the states in the national program. Um, but when we come together, it's been really cool to see how the, the blending works and the coaching philosophies change over the years. Obviously, we're not a professional program. We've tried a few different avenues and a few different strategies and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, I think we're still just working on what's going to provide the best um, structure and the best, like, way for us to be successful because we've definitely got talent we're just still struggling to sort of find a a real momentum for us um we've sort of had it in periods but not so much um over a bunch of world cups so we've we've just still fought, like trying to find that momentum at the moment so hopefully um going forward with pops taking over he's uh he's got a very different way again so hopefully yeah we've, we're on a good track now it would be very hard because um, obviously you girls don't get to meet up all that much um, throughout the year. So you're kind of getting kind of just thrown in and I'm assuming before you go away for a world cup, you would probably have like a week to prepare somewhere and then, and then you're off. So you don't really have that luxury of, you know, preparing throughout the whole year and then, you know, going into a world cup, which is I guess somewhat of a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. that's exactly right you know we've got these different ways of all being coached and in club ball and then we sort of come together and try to make it work um sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't um but yeah it's still we're still all trying to get it right but yeah it's, it is very challenging because we don't get together much so it is a challenge for us and you mentioned there pops obviously coming on board as a coach i mean you have you have been at this in this program since its inception yeah. Uh, and I love the way that you said it before. I'll say it again. You know, no, that's a fact. I am the most cap player. I love that. We need more of that um, in this game. It's unreal. But you've seen, you've seen them all. You've seen all the coaches come and go. I mean, what do you think about this, about Pops and the way that he's, and, you know, like the way that he is, has come in with these systems and stuff like that? Is that, and I mean, now with the timing of everything with the women's ABL as well, is this, is this, I think this has got to be the, the sort of direction, you know, it's got to be in a good, good hands. I think um, respectfully all coaches that have, have been under have given their heart and soul to the program yeah. um, and have, I've learned things from all of them. Um, and I can see, I like to try to see where they're coming from so I can follow along. Um, and I think more players need to be a bit more mindful of that, that we need to follow what the coaches have, are putting in front of us and not so much what they think's best for the program. Um, so I've respectfully tried to, to adapt to each coach myself. Um, but yeah, I think Pops going forward is exciting. He loves baseball. He told us that to start with, that he's, uh, he's married to the game and you can really see that when he talks about it. And, and he's very, you know, direct, which I kind of like. Um, I know, yeah, we've had a lot of nurturing coaches and things like that, and that works for some. Um, so, yeah, I think respectfully out of every coach, I've, I've really enjoyed being a part of the program. Else I wouldn't have kept coming back. So yeah. I'm not afraid of the hard talk. And I think Pops has got the, the hard word if we need to hear it. And going forward, I hopefully it works for us. Pops has, um, again, 
started trending over the weekend. Uh, we talked to him earlier, uh, breaking the fourth wall here. Uh, we talked to him late last week in regards to an incident where he had a hard talk with an umpire, let's just say that much, and a base got removed from the ground. Uh, and then over the weekend, just as a stroke of miracle, uh, someone decided to remove a base again. So we were like, oh. Something in there. <laughs> we in put the it back. out into the ABL universe and then look what happened. It come right back to us. It's entertaining. So, you know. There's uh, if, if not already, by the time this episode drops, uh, there's going to be a video coming out. So check our Instagram <laughs> for that. Let's just say like that it. much. I like it. Bit of passion. Well, oh, that's all it is. You know, we're all passionate about it. We've all been there, I'm sure. Um, so, so let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's go right into it now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, this women's ABL, especially yeah. the women's ABL showcase. I mean, oh, this is, this is unreal. I think this is so cool. I mean, how, yeah. how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I think um, I wasn't sure at the start how it was going to be sort of put together. Um, but going forward, they've, they've been really supportive and really pushing for us to, to get some recognition for what we've been doing for a long, long time. I think the players are very lucky <laughs> going forward getting this opportunity because we've been trying to do this for a long, long time and haven't haven't even been close. So, um, yeah, I think it's really good timing for the players coming forward that we get to now sort of be on show. Um, but, yeah, we've been do- trying to do this for a long time and push that we are actually dedicated athletes. And uh, it's just a nice nice thing going forward to hopefully throw that out to everybody and that people can watch us and, and, and hopefully feel like something towards us and maybe come and watch or, or maybe they want to play themselves. So who knows? I think it's huge. I think it's unreal. And like, I totally agree with you. Um, this has been a long time coming uh, and maybe, maybe it should have been five years ago. Um, but again, like we've said this a couple of times on the pod with, you know, oh, this should have happened. This probably should have happened five years ago. But mm-hmm. I guess the thing is, you know, Hey, we, we, we're getting it now. Um, although some people say, Oh, we don't know. They don't want to sort of over. I think it, I mean, look, you can't pull out of this, you know, if, if, if we're getting a showcase, I, yeah. I expect to see, uh, you know, as a fan, I expect to see the, the women's league next year, you know, and I mm. think that's, uh, it's, it's exciting. Like, I think it's a really good lead up. Yeah. I think this is a nice taster for, um, for the lead up of it if it's happening next year. So hopefully with no other COVID interruptions and things, um, we know you know we can we can show that and these girls get an an avenue to play in the future that hopefully keeps them going and pushing a little bit harder if that you know they've got more opportunities so it's a nice little taster for for the girls and for the fans absolutely and do you get that like the sense of 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 the fact that like this is the first like time this has happened in in australian women's baseball is that or is this just sort of like let's just get through it and then we'll look back on it like how's this how are you looking at this the first time we're getting a little bit more support we've had some all-star games before abl games before um which have been great for us i'm not sure that they've they've done like as wide as this one's going to reach this is just going to reach a little bit further so we have had a little bit of support from the abl prior with with some all-star games and things um but yeah this is getting a lot more publicity and i think now with the social media from the abl it's um it's reaching a lot more like greater audience so it's exciting yeah with your, um, I'm just seeing here, like, obviously with the lead up to the women's ABL um, showcase, but I've just had a look here and you spent some time playing professionally in Japan. Yes. Do you want to run us through that and how that all came about and that experience? Um, 
very amazing time of my life. Um, I had been going over to Japan for about, I don't know, 10 years or 11 years or something. Um, since I was 21, I just decided that we had a Japanese touring team come over to Melbourne and absolutely had a fantastic time with the girls. And I just thought I need to go to Japan to get better. You know, I think that's where, that's where it is. So I, I went over and I taught English um, at a high school in Japan for four months and then went to the World Cup in, um, in Taiwan while I was there um, and just made some connections. And then I just went back every year and played a little bit of club ball and, and um, in some national titles and things like that for Team Samurai. Um, and then, yeah, I've sort of, sort of known a little bit there and they were looking for somebody and I put my hand up and, and said I'd love to go. And, um, yeah, they ended up making a spot for me and and I had a I had a great time. It was very, very hard. I was the first international player to play in the league, which it had been going for about five years, I think, prior to me going. And is still currently going. So it's been 10 years now. So yeah, I think it was such a great time for me. Great experience. But yeah, very hard being the only one there. <laughs> yeah. Hard. Yeah. My uncle actually played um a year or two of indie ball in Japan. Um, and he had said like, it is very hard to go to Japan and play because that communication factor um, yeah. is just the hardest because you're kind of the only one there that obviously can't speak Japanese and um, like, you can't even talk to, you know, your teammates or anything because you don't understand what they're saying. What was that That's like right. for you? Yes, extremely challenging. I, I knew a few players from other teams. So there was uh, three teams in the league, um, but I was unfortunately put in a, a team that was quite far away. I was based in the Osaka area and my friends were in Tokyo. So each weekend we'd, we'd travel on the bus for nine hours on a Friday morning and play Saturday, Sunday, come home Sunday night then train, you know, Monday, Tuesday, right through and do it every weekend. So we were, we were just playing and training the whole time. Um, but yeah, I got to see my friends back in, in Tokyo. So, um, yeah, it was hard, but I had a few friends which helped me speak to some of the translators, but they weren't like, you know, no disrespect, but yeah, it, there wasn't a lot of English. <laughs> so I just made do and turned up to training and, you know, did what I could and had a great experience and, and hopefully, yeah, it's, uh, just meant something going forward. What was the, um, what was the audience like, or I guess the fan, situation in that league like was it selling out like every game like was there a high attendance that sort of thing um at that time I reckon we were probably getting about 400 you know okay at yep. times um but I think eventually like they were getting up to a 1, thousand 1200 um you know as it went on but you know we had to go to work too so if, if we were it was a job so a lot of the girls have to train in the morning then work in the afternoon for the company um yeah. Um, I didn't have to do that at that time, but they did change the rules a little bit for me. And then I think now they used to have to, we used to have to like clean the field, you know, we have to get the flags up and do all the fronts, you know, make it presentable, clean all the seats in all the stadium, you know, so we were working all the time when you were there. So it was a full-time job for sure. How, how different was the training side of things with, being there and that like from what i've seen of the the japanese and, the, and their baseball programs and stuff it's just it's just seems like it is just non-stop sort of work we had a hitting menu you know for example so <laughs> the, the menu was you know 500 swings you know 500 quick swings then you'd have a running menu and you'd have a fielding rep menu so you had a certain amount of number of things you had to do a training session 
So I used to, you know, you'd have to change three times. It was so hot. You would ride my little bike half an hour to training and, you know, do your own warm up. And then we'd, we'd do separate like infield outfields. And then we'd hit because two teams were at the same field where, where I was. Right. So we would take our infield outfield. Then the other team would take theirs and then we'd share the field. And, you know, that was every day. And we got a little bento box every day and I'd ride home and have a nap and then go to the gym. So that was, that was the schedule. My God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it was pretty intense. So, and then, you know, if we lost, it was a lot harder. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you just had to kind of do it. And I think going over as a 27, eight year old was slightly challenging as well. Um, <laughs> and not, not being like, I think I was thrown in there in about April and they sort of did preseason from January. So then, you know, I was only there a week or two and we started games. So, you know, and I'd never played left field and I was the left fielder so and the teammate. <laughs> so it was pretty much throw her in there and see how she goes and you know wave to the fans and try my Japanese and you know I gave it a good go and I had a great time so yeah but that's it like like you said being thrown in there as a 27 28 year old like you you again took that opportunity you know you were like hey I'm gonna go and give this a crack you know, a lot of people would have been like, oh, no, maybe, you know, I'll see or whatever, but you jump straight in, you know, and I think that's credit to you. Like, that's unreal. I think that's, that's, that's great. I think yeah. it's just, it's, I didn't come yeah. home with anything, but except a good, uh, a good story. So, and I learn a lot and I try, try to bring that back. It's hard to explain, I guess, unless you've actually experienced that kind of, kind of, um, hard trainings and, and just the discipline you need to just get through every day. Um, yeah, it's hard to talk like to explain that to the kids, but mm. I I know it and I do try and teach them that. But it's still they need to go over there and feel it themselves. I know them. my I know my sister went over there for a little bit. I don't I think it was you know, I caught up with her three or six there, months. Yeah, she said it was very hard. She was having a hard time at that point, and I remember yeah. catching up with her, and she was like, "Oh my gosh!" I said, "I know." <laughs> yeah. I, said, I know. I said, "Just you know." just keep trying and you know, you'll be home soon and you'll remember the good stuff. So, oh, but I mean, that's the thing, you know, like I, I look at that, like sure. As, as hard as, as it would be, I mean, you, you know, for any young baseball players or young people in general, you know, you look at things like that and you go, man, what a great chance to like turn around in like 20 years time ago. Yeah. I went and did this crazy thing for a year or yeah. for six months or for three months, you know, like or for whatever it was like, um, and you, and you were, a, I'm going to, I'm going to say it, you're a trailblazer. You're out there doing that, giving that a crack, you know? Um, I think that's unreal, man. That's, that's, that's great. So kudos I to enjoy you. It. Yeah. yeah. I, I did a little bit in America too. I went over with um, Rob Novotny and spent seven weeks in Chicago and trained with some of the lead hitting guys and, you know, go and play in a league over there and, you know, oh. just go and experience baseball around the world. It's a lot of fun. I learn a lot. You get to make connections and, and that's really what it's all about. So Rob Novotny. That's a name I have not heard in since 2009 when I went to America with Rob Novotny. There you go. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. Yes. Oh, well, I mean, what, what, give us some more. Like what are the crazy, you, I mean, you would have been there in Venezuela too, right? That's yes. got to be the craziest. Venezuela, that was also a, a huge experience um, for our team. We, you know, were sent over there. It was a little bit scary. I remember sitting on the plane on the way over and, the lady starts taking all the jewelry off and we're like, what are you doing? And she's like, you just don't wear it. Like, just don't draw attention to yourselves. And we get off the plane and there's all these crowds there with our with signs with our faces on them. And 
we get in a bus that's all blacked out and all the blinds are down and we've got military and day two someone gets shot in the leg and uh by a stray bullet and you know it's all on hold so then we got moved and then they had to decide whether that was going to continue and it did and we just we hit we hit a sweet spot and just started playing really well um and we I'll had... mention her, Jacinda Barclay played amazing that tournament she got us into the final and um yeah we've we've had just some some memorable times together as a group um especially the ones that have stuck it out as long as I have and um yeah some really good times now there's a couple of things there I mean uh Jacinda Barclay let's talk about her because she was just a sensational sportswoman um you know and for a lot of a lot of people that sort of aren't aware uh our listeners um Jacinda Barclay played I feel like every sport uh, possible, really. Like, I mean, she played baseball, uh, women's AFL. She was super successful with uh, Lingerie Football League as well in the States um, and has recently passed away, uh, which which is a massive loss to the baseball community. Yeah. Uh, but, like, was she just an amazing sportswoman? <laughs> she was a very good competitor. You know, yeah. she, she loved sport she loved um she just loved competing she had a way about her I mean I've known her since she was 15 16 you know traveling teams with her and watching her grow up and sort of take a different direction um with her passion of just being a bit of a I just love everything and everyone and I just I'm a bit crazy I just like (laughs) doing what I do and uh to being quite passionate about advocating for women's sport so um you know I saw her change a little bit through those different sports and uh seeing her do really well we always supported each other she was very supportive whenever when anyone was doing anything to do with sports so um yeah she's just a great friend and, and a very good competitor in our game so yeah we loved having her she was you know on the mound you could trust that she was giving it everything she had and that's all you can ask of of anybody so yeah that's amazing and and also too one of the the, the craziest things that we've heard on this podcast came from Tani Lovering going through that, that crazy experience there with, uh, with the incident on with where, where someone got shot uh, on the field. Um, She said it could be, it could be the flu or she could have been shot. We're not sure you're talking. She was talking to, uh, to one of the, one of the, uh, I think it was, was it Taiwanese or something like that players? Uh, and she, oh, from Hong Kong, and, and she's just like, not sure, could be the flu, could be shot. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we just saw her go down, like we thought, oh, maybe she's hurt her knee or something, and then they oh. carried her off, and then it was all a bit crazy. So the Venezuelans thought it was funny. They're like, ha-ha, bang, bang, you know. We're, we're just like, not funny. That's not that's funny. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> not a thing. We did not, not sign up for this. I mean, yeah. It's sad because they're probably used to it. Very. Like, they were not scared whatsoever. So, yeah. Um, who knows? Wow. Maybe they were trying to scare us. They had a very good tournament too. So, uh, yeah, they the crowds were amazing. We had, I heard it was like twenty thousand or something in the stands. We couldn't hear. You're out on the field, and they had the drums. And Japan's like that too. Very noisy. I think that's a, a hard part in Japan is the noise. They have a band going for each team, and yeah, just you can't think, you can't understand stuff, and yeah. It's it's a it's a different element like layer to going that next level. It's a bit it's a bit hesitant when you find out when you're going to go to 
you know, those South American countries to play in a world cup. I remember I've been fortunate enough. I went to Mexico for one and Colombia for the other. Um, and Mexico, I didn't know any better. I was like 16 years old and I was like, all right, cool. But, um, you know, I'd come back from college and they're like, yeah, we're going to go um, to Colombia for the world championships. And I was like, oh, this could be, <laughs> this could be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I was very hesitant and somehow they always seem to be all right. But yeah, it's just, oh. you never know what's going to happen. Your mind is just on playing. You just want to play. I remember even after that incident, we all just like, we want to play like, Mm. um but yeah you just hope that everything's safe like obviously that's always a risk whenever you travel anytime so we had a lot of um, support there so just yeah you've you're if like i'm just sitting here hearing your career you know and like your career is is really something that like if you told me look shay lillowat started in 2021 when they just had the women's abl and all of these opportunities were more accessible it really should feel like it should start now i mean you've 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 played in big league ballparks you've played multiple world cups and world series you've you've got to live playing baseball in a different country in multiple different countries you've seen so many different parts of the world and and this was at a time where there was still not much support or coverage or exposure to the women's game i mean that's I just I just can't get over the fact how amazing that is i think that's really cool I, I, do you look back on that and think the same or do you just think it's just it's just what I enjoyed doing and I was just fortunate enough to do I it I actually don't know where the time has gone yeah. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um yeah I mean yeah and I work for myself and I run my business and I that you know too, right? I, I coach at my club ball and been coaching for eight or nine years and you know we've had a fantastic successful run with Spring Bar Baseball Club as well in Victoria and I I don't know I think like most baseballers it's a little bit of an obsession but I'm, I'm very passionate about the sport and I know that if we don't continue to, I don't know, fight for it a little bit in the women's game and give back and teach, you know, it's not going to survive. And so that's why, you know, the ABL and, and men's, men's programs jumping in and helping us. We need it, you know. Um, totally agree. It takes a long time to, to learn the game and also develop it and stay in it. So, you know, if we don't give back, it's, it's not going to survive. And I've, I've always known that. So I've been very passionate about that. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's one of those things, you know, like it, it, it is it is a different game for new people to come to. I think we all understand that, you know, it's not it's not like a soccer or a football where you basically just come in and catch and run and that kind of a thing. Yeah. But, you know, there is there is this thing and it's like, why do I sometimes I wonder myself, why do I enjoy this game that can go for for five hours and have no time limit? And it, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it drags. You know why do I why am I here? But at the end of the day, we you know it's this it's the love of the game. You know, but I love competing. I think, and especially at the top, you know, I I still get a huge rush putting on my jersey and playing that first game. Um, I get a lot of of joy from that, and I that's why I keep coming back, even if through the losses we've had some horrendous losses um, at times when you think you're going to win those games and you lose them. And, and the two years that you've been preparing mentally, it's gone, you know, um, and that's heartbreaking. But for some reason, I still love to play and it's because I love baseball and I love competing. So, 
You've been on this world stage now, like we've spoken about it. I've, I've harped on about it enough, but I think it needs to be hyped up. I still think it needs, everyone needs to hear it, you know, like that's, that's the shit people need to hear, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what's your best or your biggest or your favorite baseball memory from this, this whirlwind 20 something years? I think one of my most exciting moments, like when I was really proud, there was two moments when I won the hitting championship, um, in 2004, um, we just, we hadn't been told we, we weren't allowed to use, like, I think it was minus eight bats. So we'd all be swinging these lightweight bats. And then like day before the tournament, they're like, you can't swing that. You've got to swing a heavier bat. And I was like, okay. And then anyway, I ended up winning the, I remember I didn't hear them announce it. And I ended up winning the title for the tournament. And uh, I was like, I, I'm all, I can do this. You know, sometimes you, you don't know if you can do it and, you know, things happen, but you know, you just keep going and sometimes good things happen. So I remember that moment for me, I was like, wow, I'm actually like, I'm all right. I don't just play for Australia. I can actually compete at the World World Cup and do well. Um, that was your I, moment, yeah. Yeah, I think that was when you sort of learn, okay, I want that again. You know, I like that. So I want to come back and win another one. You don't go there for yourself, but you go there to do well. And if you do well, those good things can happen. So and then I went on to win a couple more all-star, you know, ones over the years. And, and it's just fun to like get involved and, and be seen at the top, even at the top. So yeah, yeah, I, I've enjoyed that side of it. I think that's but, important though. Like once you, you get to a certain stage, like, I mean, you work your ass off for, for however many years to get to that international level. And then you get there and then it's not just, you're not just there, you know, it's not just like, Oh, I went, you know, you realize yeah, like you said, I'm I'm not I'm not just being here. I'm not just showing up. I'm not a number. I'm competing and I'm holding my own and I'm being good. Like I'm yeah. one of the best right now. I think that gives you another level of just confidence. It's got to make you at ease. It's got to make the whole thing a lot easier. Yeah, it does. I think for me anyway, you know, when you go out there and you're in the top hitting or you don't do it for that reason, but I, but when when you look back at the end and you go, oh, wow, I didn't realize, but I, I was up there. I thought I was doing okay, but every day you just go out there trying to win the game for your team and then you realize you can do it and that gives you confidence. Um, yeah. And it's not about you really. Cause I don't, I don't really look at it like that, but I, I know that if I do well, my team will hopefully be more successful. So that's really how I look at it. Yeah. But it needs to be, it needs to be a little bit about you too. I think like in the way of the, the drive to make you get out of bed, to make you go to training, to do all of that, to, to, to compete for your team, you know? So it is, I get, I get exactly where you're coming from and, and you're right. Um, but I also think there needs to be a bit of that, like, Hey, I'm trying to be the best that I can be so I can be the best teammate, you know? Um, and in that moment, in that moment, moment every day, it's, it's a focus, a real channeling of focus of I need to do what I need to do today. You mm, know? Yeah. And when you get in that mindset, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's hard, but it's a lot of fun when you execute it really well. So I enjoy that part of it when we're away. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now this might seem like a silly question, right? No silly question. I think, I think I know the answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But I have been, I have been sort of like, weaseling my way in trying to get the hot scoop with all of the girls like asking them like who they're going to be playing for throughout this whole process of the the, the women's abl showcase right yeah goes without saying most cap victorian player but tell me who are you going to be lining up for on the weekend in the showcase what do you mean 
in the uh, in the women's showcase. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to be playing for? Well, who do you think, Jeremy? Probably well, I've, I'd need to hear it from her. I want to hear it from Shay. I'm already selected. In as as what for who? For Melbourne. There we go. That's all I wanted to hear. I wanted to get the official scoop. I didn't want to draw any conclusions, guys. Ah, uh, yes. Come I on. think um I think what they've gone with is um because we didn't get to play nationals last year. Uh, yeah. They've gone with the Victorian team being part of it, and you know what? We we trained on the weekend and. I was pretty impressed. I thought we did pretty well. So, um, yeah, I mean, what does it matter? Hey, like all the other Emeralds on one team and all the Victorians on one. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I think uh, we'll know the home field a little bit better than the others, but uh, it's just exciting to see everybody and be a part of the group. And um, yeah, everyone's going to be really excited on the days. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. That's who who uh, who are you looking at to uh, to sort of have some some breakout performances there for the, for the for the aces for Melbourne? The pitchers, I I yeah. just really hope um, the pitchers can you know bring it bring in some really good stuff and show everybody the work they've been doing. But really, Genevieve, uh, does anyone know about her? Oh, little, little Jen. Mate. <laughs> we we anybody like, seen her before <laughs> uh we've only talked about every single episode uh like just yeah flamethrower flame flamethrowing lefty am i right you know what's funny she's a summervillian i live in summerville in victoria and she also and she goes to the same school i went to in high school um we're just a few years apart just like a little bit of age difference but yeah she's a fellow Somervillian of my hometown. So um, I don't know how it all happens, but I think that's really cool. And she's just a cool kid. She's huge. She's got the one of the best techniques I've seen. Um, and I just wish wonderful things for her going forward. And I hope that she does stick with the women's program. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of success if she can come out and throw a couple of winners at a World Cup like that's yeah. going to really give us a huge boost in it as our program because pitching has been a little bit of our, our weakness. Um, hitting's always, we always do really well, but pitching, uh, I just want our pitchers to start dominating on the hill and I think we're going to have a real chance. So that's what I'm looking forward to on the weekend is, is seeing the pitches come out. Well, that's one thing Pops mentioned in, in his chat with us was the fact that like it's so exciting for the women's baseball right now because the the core there's a there's a core of just young pitchers and i mean like oh, like you said like that's got to be super super exciting for the years to come yeah. yeah it is and 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 once we get that right i really think the game you know would be different for us i think we can start to to build off that but yeah if we can develop pitching and we know pitching's difficult we yeah. know it's a hard part of the game um but yeah, if we can if we can get some more pitchers out there doing that doing their thing, well, we're going to have a really good chance going forward. And also too, like getting those young pitchers into like the women's ABL, you know, like come on, that's 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 amazing, you know, just more and more reps. Like the, these girls are already at a point where they're they they they're very very good at a young age, and then we can get them into a, into a program like that as well, a, yeah. a professional program, a semi professional program whatever it is, it's more baseball at, at probably the best level that, you know, in the country. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's unreal. I mean, so let's just fingers crossed that, you know, again, I've, I've said it every, every episode with, you know, with the women, it, it's just so like fingers crossed we're here talking about this in 12 months and we're, and we're lining up for, you know, Hey, this, this time in 12 months, it's the women's final series. You know what I mean? I think that's unreal. 
it'd be very exciting. And I think, um, yeah, if we can just play more, that's what we want. We want more opportunities to play, more opportunities to play against high quality, um, hitting with more depth um, so the pitches are challenged more um, and that we can just develop. So Pops is really big on building our bodies. So he's, he's been really awesome giving us a lot of, uh, of tools that way and information that we can now take into you know, the next World Cup and just start to research a bit more. So just making us think a bit more about the game and building our own individual bodies so that we can actually cope with that extra loads going forward. So yeah, uh, he's heading in that direction, which is great. Oh, that's great. And at least he's got like, you know, he's got a long-term plan for it and it's not just a, let's just get out there and have a crack, you know, <laughs> like it's, yeah, he's building towards something. And I mean, look, looking at that, like speaking of long-term, I mean, you've, you've had a career already that some, some young players hopefully and would look at and go, wow, I want that. That's, that's amazing. Um, what's, you know, coming from someone that's done, you've done, you've, you've nearly done it all. Let's just say that much. But what's next? What's in the future? What are you, what's, what are you looking at that you still want to tick off the list as far as? I really would love to be involved in another medal. You know, ideally, I'd love to play one more. I think I'm probably heading in the uh, <laughs> the, the really veteran age group. Um, but you know what? I still, if I didn't think I could compete at that level, I, I wouldn't. So um, as long as I keep myself, you know, out of trouble and not hurting myself and, and, um, and everything, I know I can contribute, you know, if I can get into the batter's box and, and hit the ball the other way, I'll hit a fly, you know, put a bunt down, I can do all that. Um, so yeah, for me, it's just, if I didn't feel like I could contribute, I wouldn't be playing, but I just keep pushing those girls to push me out. So until they push me out, I'm probably going to still try and hang around, but um, because I, I think I can share information with that group, you know, that, so, but I don't know, I think I'll see how the next, however long pan out, if we actually get to play, in another world cup and, and go from there. I don't know. I'm a sort of mixed about how I feel, but um, I'd love to play one more for sure. And have another yeah. go at the, uh, at, a, at a medal, especially with someone like Jen involved, um, you know, who's quite impressive to watch. I'd love to be a part of that team. Of, of course, of course. And you totally have stuff to, you know, to pass on. Of course you do. You know, <laughs> stop being nice about it. You know, uh, you know you're I a just, vet. Yeah. Yeah. You've got it. You've you know all of this. Listening. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. If anyone's yeah. listened to this podcast before, they know that I just call it. I just I don't let the players get away with this humble stuff. You know, it's it's <laughs> it is lovely. It is lovely. But hey, you've still got it. You've still got all the tricks, and you can still teach them. And yeah. like I like I like what you said. I think that's the that's the best way to be. You know, hey, come and push me out. You yeah. know, you think age is a thing. Nah, like come and push me out. I've, I've got years of experience, mate. Like bring it. Yeah. And I think it's about knowing your strengths and weaknesses. Like I, I, I know what my weaknesses are, um, but hopefully my strengths are still there and they're still relevant for the team. And if someone, you know, someone might have something a bit better than me, but I might offer something else. So as yeah. long as the coach wants you around, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be involved because I love being a part of it. So yeah, I'm pretty real about that I think I, I you know when you you don't you don't have a place anymore and you know when you maybe can't pr like produce anymore but I feel like I maybe can but that's really up to pops going forward and, and where everyone else is at at a certain point but I'm going to still have a good go at it so that's really where I'm at well that. I think with you know 20 years in a, in a program um and all of the experience and everything you've you're an asset you'd have to be an asset you know so 
I just think there's there's definitely something there, uh, whether it's on the field or off the field or whatever. And look, for what it's worth, if anyone asks, if anyone says, hey, this, that, and whatever, just say that that guy on that podcast said that, I, you know, there's something here hey, for me, I'm right? So, so that's what I'm here for, right? So <laughs> I mean, I have to say, though, I've had a lot of support and help from my teammates when I'm doubting things like Tani and, you know, Simone, who's coached me for a long, long time. And there's times when, yeah, you don't know how you're going and maybe, you know, how to think or what to do next. And uh, yeah, so I've been so lucky to have some really lifelong friends um, through the program as well that keep pushing on because, you know, we all are all passionate about this team. Um, so yeah, hopefully Tani can stick around for another one as well. And maybe there you go. Wish together. Call her out. There we go. I like it. I like it. Hey, Tani, if you're listening to this, yeah. you got to stick around, mate. Yeah. Keep, work, keep working your butt yeah. off. Let's go. I think it's important for the team to have that stability, um, you know, that bit of balance. But, you know, we've got, we've got to work hard too and keep our, ourselves in shape. So it's um, – we know what's expected though. So that's – we have a little advantage sometimes and we know what's coming. So, yeah, yeah. That, I'm sure we'll both be doing the same thing, working hard to, to try to make the next one. Who um, this is a bit off topic, I guess, but who, what's your favorite MLB team and your favorite player and why? My all time favorite teams, the Mariners, Seattle Mariners. Um, I think originally I just loved the colors, Um, but over the years with Ken Griffey Jr. and Ichiro and um, I think we're the, we we haven't, we're the only team to not win a world series, but um, I'm enjoying watching these days what like, Tatis, you know, um, and Manny, you know, they're just like, they're amazing athletes now. Um, they're very different to those days, but yeah, I don't know. I love the Mariners. I just love the game. It doesn't really matter who's watching for me. Yeah. Don't love the yeah, Yankees though. The Yankees are. Uh, yeah, we don't <laughs> like the Yankees much either. I watched, um, I watched Stanton. We were in San, Di- San Diego and I got to go to the um, home run derby when he hit the most ever. Oh my gosh, that was unbelievable! He's a he's a large man. I was watching him. I was watching YouTube videos today. Something came up on my feed, and I just went down this rabbit hole watching John Carlos Stanton videos for about uh, way too long that I'm going to admit. And I was like, "How does this guy look so buff in a jersey? Like he's he's looking good now too. Yeah, he's real good." Oh. JJ, did you know that that jersey, um, and I've got an inside scoop on this, oh, here we is, go. That, is that, um, so he fills that jersey out pretty well, and that's a 2XL. Wow. There you go. Wow. No wonder he rotates his upper body and it goes over, but he was, <laughs> he was impressive. Yeah, wow. That would have been sick. Yeah. And the crazy thing to think is that, like, he could have played in the NFL as well. Mm. like he was a very very good footballer so they know how to to make an athlete now they really know the formula going forward and 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 that's what i think he sorry i think he made the right decision in terms of uh, money wise i think think he's but but that being said what you're saying you know making athletes and stuff coming back to it that's that's obviously what the building blocks of what pops is sort of getting at there with that program that he's given you guys and again hey that's 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 not not bad Worst things have happened, right? That's right. I think for the young ones, it's, um, you know, it's such a good opportunity to become an actual athlete, you know, not just play the game. I, you know, we didn't have that kind of program 
when I was younger, I went to Japan and sort of built up my body a little bit that way, but obviously being very small, um, I never could sort of do the same sort of things as maybe some of the athletes, but, you know, I knew what I could do and I've known over the years how to modify that so that I'm healthy. But yeah, I think for the, for the young girls, you know, conditioning is a big part of it because we just get a lot of injuries and niggles and um, yeah, they can get a bit stronger and a bit fitter. We can, we can actually push it, push a lot harder. So that is good going forward. Yeah. Well, Shay, look, we really appreciate your time and we thank you so much for, for jumping on the podcast with us, mate. And look, I, uh, you know, I honestly, this is such a cool vibe around. I'm actually so jacked for this women's showcasing because it's the first one, you know what I mean? Like it's history, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's really, really special. Um, and and I, I, you know, congratulations, you know, and, you. and all the best for it. I think you've had a marvellous career and and I really, really hope that next year, again, we're, we're here talking about the women's ABL and, and, your, and your first season, your, your, everyone's first season, but, you know, I guess I wonder, are you going to be a rookie in the, you know, are you going to be a rookie again in, your, in the first ever season of the women's ABL? Surely not. Surely they can't do that. Uh, you know, it's, it, you're right. It is exciting. And I'm, I am so hopeful that the, it reaches a lot of people that girls play. We're actually pretty good. We've actually, you know, we do so well for such a small community. Um, and also it takes a lot of dedication from all the girls to do this sort of work. You know, we don't get money. We pay for a lot of it. Um, the last few World Cups we've been lucky to have funded, but prior to that, we were paying a lot of money to go and for nationals. Um, so this is a lot of hard work from a lot of people over many years to even get like a team together over the years to then become in, be put in this position. So I'm so thankful to all the girls prior to, to now that have brought us here, um, but I'm really hopeful for the girls going forward. They, they know that this is a pathway going forward and hopefully can continue to have support. And thank you for chatting to me about it. It's nice to, uh, I don't know, relive those moments. I don't think I, uh, I probably dig back into them as much as I probably should, but well, fun. Thanks so much. Well, you've, uh, no, thank you. Like we appreciate <laughs> it. And look, you've, you've, you've dug back a little bit now. So what we'll say <laughs> is, you know, we'll give you a little bit of time because tomorrow you wake up and this is how I always do it. You wake up the next day and you go, Oh, I should have said this or oh, I should have said that or whatever. Or, oh, I've got this great story and it's okay. We'll come back. It's fine. We'll, we'll talk to you again in a couple of months time or, or however long it's going to be. So well, don't let's worry do about that. that. Then. <laughs> Easy. More, than, more than done. Consider it done. Thanks great. so much for your time, mate. All the best for this weekend and um, go bandits or go aces. Go, 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 go giants. Come on. Oh, everyone's saying something different. Yeah. Oh. I don't mind. I hope it's just a really good showcase of, of us playing. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just really excited to, to get out there again and have a have a lot of fun and enjoy the couple of days. Yeah. It's going to be a blast. And uh, hey, big weekend of baseball coming up. So thanks so much for your time, Shay. You're the best. Talk thanks, soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you, mate. Bye. There you go. That was our chat with Shay Lily White. What a legend. Awesome. Unreal. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Uh, hey, we're going to keep it short here. We have been going for a while. Uh, we appreciate your support. The season's over. Yeah, we get it. But we're not done. Like, we're, we're, only, not. Just, we're only just beginning. We're only just getting into it. And yeah. huge shout out to Glenn Hawke from the Blue Sox banter. He sent us a message and he gave us a little shout out on his podcast. 
If you haven't, right, go and listen to their podcast, Blue Sox Banner. Search them on uh, on your podcast. Anywhere you can get them, I'm sure they're on it because Glenn's a great guy. And behind the scenes, we've been talking a little bit and he's a huge supporter of our show. And here's another spoiler for you. I listen to his show as well. And that's the way it should be because it's all about Australian baseball. So go and support all the podcasts in regards to that. There's another one from a baseball Australia as well. Go and support those guys. We appreciate it. But huge shout out to them. And uh, if if you're hungry for more content and you've already listened to all of our backlog, Go and listen to theirs, man. There's some great chats on there. And they're probably a little bit more professional than us. But that's all right. That's why we're here. <laughs> Jeremy, I've so I've pondered this idea because as as you know, well no, you're a, as you're I know. A ponderer. I'm a bit of a ponderer. But you just mentioned before that you're a big you listen to the Hamish and Andy podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, I listen to it too. Do you? I didn't I know do, that. I do. But I've gone I haven't listened to it in a while, so I've gone back and I've started listening to a little bit of it. But I've, I've just come across the greatest idea. We come up with our own discount card. <laughs> 5% universal, univer- Australia accepted 5% off at all baseball sporting goods stores in Australia. <laughs> no, because they're not going to. Oh, well, actually, yeah, I guess that's pretty funny. Yeah, and imagine if like people jumped on it. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. That'd be huge. What would we call but, it? But it, but it's not five percent to the store and five percent to the person. It's just five percent to the person. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, five five percent five percent off. Well, I think yeah. I mean, we'd we probably might have to ponder this. We'd have. We'd, let's just table it. Like, I don't really want to, you know, just throw it out there to like. Oh, why not? We should probably talk to, you know, the guys that sponsor our show and see if they would be interested in it. Nah, we just go, I reckon we just run with it. We just run with it. Just baseball stores. Yeah, just mention Podcast Australian, you know, Players Pod. And uh, if they give you the 5% (laughs) off, let us know. If they don't, let us know. And we'll just take it from there. Uh, I really like it, but I just I reckon, don't think it's a great I, idea. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we get a bit of traction on that one, to be honest. All right. Well, look, hey, if you think this is a good idea, hit us up on our socials. The the Players Pod VIP card. There you go. The yeah, Players you Lounge go. card. That was another name we were looking at for the podcast too, huh? The Players Lounge. But uh, maybe I just sure. was thinking about it. Yeah, maybe you were. Hey, but and for either. those of you that don't know, Hashtag pod fact, Miggy G came up with the name, the Players Podcast Australia. So there you go. Hashtag fun fact. You had the name for this like a long time ago, hey? For some yeah, reason, yeah. you were like, I'm going to do I that. I sat on it. I sat on it. I sat on doing a podcast for a long time too, but I was like, ah, don't, you know, whatever. I, I literally did everything that was needed to do the podcast. No. And then you did just... the logo. Yeah, that's true. Didn't do the logo, but everything else, email addresses, everything, all, all that. It was all you good. You created Help. a Gmail. Good on you, mate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and the name, but that's all right. Uh, fair, right fair. Trademark, trademark the name, but that's all right. Probably should. Um, yeah, prob- <laughs> probably should. Um, yeah, I just sat on it. I don't know why, but I just did. There you go. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to you. This is sort of dragged a bit. You're about to get 5% off at any baseball sporting <laughs> goods store in Australia. I think it's a fun idea. 
I don't know, like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's just do it. Why what, not? Have we, what have we got to lose? Should we create one? If, if anyone purchases anything from a baseball goods store in Australia, and you yeah, are Hamish Sam... Hamish and Andy went and they did theirs, and they got, like, a... They got one made and sent them out to people. Yeah, we're not on that we level. We can't we're, do that. No, we, we just go. We just go purely based off a, off a, honesty voice, system on an honesty system between, between people. <laughs> so if you try to go to them, and it has to the, be face to face. It can't be yeah, online. No, it can't be online. You have no, to mention like could face we to face. give them hey, like a. Uh, I was just wondering if I could get the the players podcast Australia five percent discount. it is and then they they either go yeah nah we'll we'll uphold that or no that's not a thing <laughs> yeah yeah look give it a go let's just see what happens why not there you go with it. it's got to be a thing just and just and just let us know uh how that goes for you oh. i don't know why i just think it's a bad idea i don't know but it's fun <laughs> it's a it's more of a novelty experience i feel like but yeah well, hey, let us know how you go. Send us uh, send us a message on the gram. Send us a tweet on the Twitter or send us a message on Le Facial Books because here's a plug for our socials. Yeah, you know where it's going. At Players Podcast Australia. Search us on the Facebook Players Podcast Australia. Miggy G, what are we on Le Twitter? The Players Pod AU, Jeremy. The Players Pod AU. There you go. Season's done. We aren't done. As you can tell, we're going to launch a VIP card. I mean, who does this? Who are we? Not sure. Anyways. Honestly, it's not official in any way, shape or form. And Yeah, we do not. We do yeah, not condone. And, and also, I don't think any sporting goods store will give you the 5% off. But if mm. they do, let us know. And if Little there's shirt. anyone out there, here we go. Maybe let's just preface it like this. All right. It hasn't started yet. Okay. Mm. This hasn't started, but if there's anyone that listens to our show that would be interested in, um, this is like, I guess we're tendering, I think. Like mm. any businesses that would be interested that is listening to the show, uh, send us a message and just say, hey guys, we would love to honour the 5% Players Podcast discount for anyone that mentions what's a funny thing like what's a f- oh yeah I've got it you ready mm. for anyone that mentions discount code Paul Ladder's tanning bed no Paul Ladder tan no Lats tan better but not Lats great. tan Lats tan hashtag Lats tan nah I don't yeah. like it nah. you don't like we're gonna, it we're gonna table it alright well look we'll the name is TBD but there you go. Anyone listen to this, if you have a business or whatever, and you will honor the 5% discount, let us know and we'll put you onto the, uh, the the discount card and then we can start the ball rolling. I like it. I didn't like, know you listened to the Hamish Nandy pod. Yeah, just... Do you know yeah. how much we've talked over the last bunch of months and we haven't talked about that? Like... Yeah, I also thought maybe we should each go learn a different skill and then kind of like surprise <laughs> each other like they did. But then I was like, I'm not sure what I'd do. Maybe, um, maybe learn how to throw. 
like yeah, a curveball. Prob- I'll, I'll or probably like need to start a slider then. or like learn Just how anything to learn how to play. Learn how to putt, maybe. Ooh, yeah. How is your short game? Um, oh, it's adequate. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Mm. My. Uh, some days it's good. Some days it's bad. So. My whole golf game shit. Anyways, yeah. this has gone on too long. We're rambling now. This is it. There you go. You've got so much. We're not done. We've got heaps of shit. And look, uh, the stuff that we've got in line for you, the listeners, coming into the off season. Like you can tell that I just really want to fucking tell you all, but we're not going to. He's not allowed. It's a surprise. Uh, Can we tell him about that other thing that we just discussed that we're going to do? The 5%. No. Well, that's a real thing. I actually really want to hear from businesses. So if someone, if if there is listeners here that are still listening to this after we talk about your golf game again uh, and you want to be involved in 5% discount code, Please, please send us a message on any of the socials. We really think that's just funny. I just think that's funny. I think I it love is. That. That's very actually funny. like one of the best things you've done. Mm. Like you've done some pretty cool shit. That's what a lot of people don't understand. You know, behind the scenes, mate, you've been whipping me this whole time. Mm. You steer this shit. Some days. You know, might sound like I sort of, you know, give you a lot of grief, but you should hear it. As soon as this record stops, he is just into me. He's just critiquing, you know, your stats are down. You need to be doing this. You need to say yeah. it is what it is more. You know, you've only been saying it 20%. You need to be at 60%. But anyways, hey, it is what it is. So there you go. Look, let's wrap it up. Uh, I was going to talk about the other thing, the furnace drops thing. Should we drop oh, that? Yeah. Oh, Should we drop that? Oh, we let's just leave it at that. Nah, let's just yeah. leave it at that. Nah. That's it from us. We've rambled on too much. We appreciate you guys for listening. Stay tuned. We've got heaps of stuff coming up. All right? We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Are we going to do it? You're doing it this time. You weren't. You haven't been here. You're, I have done it. Got, I no, did it last time. No, you didn't. I did it, remember? Because you weren't even here. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.